1: This is the SI Fantasy Podcast. Head to SI.com slash fantasy for all the latest news, advice, and more to help you win your league. Now look at his athletic ability, his explosiveness. He's very good in the red zone. He's able to get you those touchdowns. I mean, this guy had five touchdowns and 30 receptions. That's pretty much unheard of.
0: Don't forget to subscribe to SI Fantasy Plus for even more content you won't find anywhere else. Every single running back in his first year as the featured back under Andy Reid dating back to 1999, has been the RB10 or better. How can we go wrong here with the Glide, guys? Here are your hosts, Corey Parson and Michael Fabiano.
1: Yo, what's up, and welcome inside the SI Fantasy Podcast brought to you by DraftKings. Corey Parson, the fantasy executive and my guy, Michael Fabiano, getting you ready to get into week number 11. Mike, we're past the waiver wire. We had a little diversion from football with the NBA draft, but now it's time to get back to the bread and butter, and we got a good one to start it off tonight.
0: Yeah, man, we do. I mean, this one's easy. It's chalk, right? You're starting basically everybody in this game. The big question mark would be in Seattle's back. looks like it's going to be Carlos Hyde with Chris Carson expected to miss another game. Uh, Hyde would be in the flex starter conversation, but this is a rematch of a game that saw Tyler Lockett had 53 points earlier in the season so uh this one unlike the monday night game that we just had should have a whole lot
1: of fantasy points yeah no doubt about it that monday night was uh that was, was uh, awful it might have been the worst football game of the year might have been the worst football game of the past couple of years but um we don't have to, we shouldn't have to worry about that tonight then we got a lot of exciting players let me ask you this question mike mm-hmm. if you have kyler murray and russell wilson who are you starting
0: kyler Kyler's the That's best quarterback crazy, right? in fantasy football right now, and that includes Mahomes, and Mahomes is great, and I love Mahomes. Kyler's going to rush for over 1,000 yards. Like, he's doing what Lamar did last year, but better. Lamar averaged 27 and change last season. Lamar's on the verge of averaging 30. He's at 29-3 a game right now, Corey. That's mean insane, Kyler?
1: Kyler. Yeah. Yes. Nah, he's going crazy right now. Uh, he's going crazy right now. I did a video with the, uh, the SI national team, and was basically the question is who's had a better season to this point? And when you look at the numbers, it's been Kyler Murray and everybody's my old Russell Wilson, this runaway MVP. Let's slow that down right now because Kyler Murray is getting it done. Two very similar players. Interesting to look at tonight, right now, Mike. The I know our guy, Fantasy Frankie, Frankie Tadeo, does the handicapping, but right now the DraftKings Sportsbook has this game as the Seahawks as a two and a half point favorite. So you 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 don't even get you know you. Yeah, Wait, you don't even get the, the home game
0: three points.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yep. If you yep. put something on it, which way would
0: you go? Seattle's, they haven't been playing well. And Arizona had that miraculous Hale-Murray win last week. I, if I had to go with one side, I'd probably go with Seattle at home. This is a big game for them. I mean, it's a big game for both teams, but Seattle's get get back on the right track.
1: Yeah, I would agree with you on that one. I think Seattle may be the way to go. Interesting to see how the line moves throughout the course of the day on the DraftKings Sportsbook. And Monday, the Pittsburgh Steelers, I mean, not Monday, excuse me, Sunday, we got the Pittsburgh Steelers, Mike, Jacksonville Jaguars. Jacksonville been playing better football as of late. They're very competitive. You heard Mike Tomlin mention that earlier this week. Mm -hmm. I love Mike Tomlin. Those wide receivers are all over the place right now. Everybody seems to be getting it done and getting their thing. Don't like the way James kind of look right now, though. Well, they're not running the ball. At all, I mean, they're throwing the ball
0: like seventy percent of the time the last two weeks. I mean, it's insane. So, but it's the Jags. Like, how do you not play them? It's it's a weak position, and and I run into this every single week with Stardom and Situm. I post running backs as sits that I have to start, and that most people have to start. But I'm not going to go out there and tell you to sit Devin Singletary every week because we kind of already know that. So you got to take these with a grain of salt, folks. And James Conner is not been good the last couple of weeks. And that's maybe putting it lightly. The matchup's right. The volume's still there. You're still playing him. Uh, The Steelers' passing attack has been phenomenal the last two games. I mean, Big Ben, who needs stinking practice, right? Didn't practice all week. Four touchdowns, nearly 30 fantasy points. Uh, This is a very nice matchup here. So uh, Big Ben
1: needs to be in most starting lineups. Atlanta Falcons, New Orleans Saints. This is one of the most slept on rivalries in football. These two teams really go at it. Now you put Jameis Winston in the mix, filling in for Drew Brees. And, um, you know, you go down there to the dome and you get, the, you get Jameis. Jameis ready to wing it versus this Atlanta Falcons defense. I love it. It might be four touchdowns and four interceptions.
0: I know, right? Well, assuming he starts because Sean Payton's not giving us anything with that. And one note out there, folks, I don't know why. I'd have to ask uh, Mike Clay. From ESPN, they have and have had Taysom listed as a tight end and at quarterback all season long. I looked back at the numbers, Taysom Hill in the last two years, well, year and a half, he's run thirteen plays as a tight end. That's it, and he's he's had one route. So I don't know what the the eligibility requirements are there, but hell, if you're in an ESPN league and you need a tight end, pick up Taysom Hill. Like who? Kn- Imagine if he ends up getting the start at quarterback or crazy. plays significantly, and you can play him at tight end, and that position is garbage this year. So, uh, regardless, with Jameis, we assume he's going to start. The matchup's right. I mean, th- this this Atlanta defense is giving up you know 325 passing yards a game, uh, the second most touchdowns, to the home quarterbacks. I mean, yeah, I so. So Jameis is in play as like a top 12 option this week, assuming Peyton is going to start him, right? And then we're hoping, imagine, and this is going to be like the total like 2020 thing. Michael Thomas can't get it done with Drew Brees, a future Hall of Famer under center. But watch, Winston comes in. And it's going to just be, you know, seven for 110, two touchdowns. Watch.
1: I feel like, like I feel like Michael Thomas is going to go off with Jameis back there. Like, I really feel like that's going to be the case. Mm-hmm. On the Atlanta side of the football, what's the health situation of some of their playmakers? What do you like over there? I don't like Gurley this week. I- I'll tell you this. No team in the National Football League has allowed fewer
0: fantasy points to running backs on their home field, okay, than, than the Saints. They've been really tough against running backs. So, again, a situation where you probably got to play Gurley. But the matchup's not good, folks. Not at all. So uh, Calvin Ridley's getting in limited practices. Keep tabs on his status throughout the week. If he's active for Atlanta, obviously he's active for you. Uh, Crazy stat on Matt Ryan, because you know, Corey, I love these crazy stats, and I Mm -hmm. dig through stats constantly. In Matt Ryan's career, in games in New Orleans, in even-numbered seasons, he's averaging over 21 fantasy points per game. (laughs) Well, because, like, Ryan has got a really weird trend of like being really good in even-numbered seasons and maybe not as good in odd-numbered seasons. Listen, I don't make this stuff up, folks. It's truth. It's it's fact. I just thought I'd throw that out there because that's fun. So if he has another nice game, I could say, well, it was a crazy stat, but it worked out.
1: Changing offensive coordinators, and he gets better in the, in the second year. The second year just happened to fall in <laughs> even-numbered years. It's the past couple years. But if you go back and look, you, I think, I think that will correlate because I've had I was a, Matt Ryan, you know, I had Matt Ryan in my biggest fantasy win ever. I had Matt Ryan as the quarterback. The year he what was your MVP. biggest fantasy win ever? I want to know. Uh, I won a FFWC dominator league ten k cash out. Oh, look at you, man! It's big time, it. big time. I remember draft night. I remember, I remember the draft went for about three hours. I remember after the draft saying, "That's the toughest draft I've ever been in." And then maybe around maybe around around this time, the mm-hmm. team got hot. And it was scoring 170, 180. So I slowly pushed up, pushed up, pushed up. And then it was a play. It was oh God. It was it was a, it was in the Superdome, as a matter of fact. I believe it was maybe Lance Moore threw a touchdown pass to Mark Ingram or something like that. Oh, nice. Lance Moore. Yeah, it was it was wild. It was like a flea flicker. And I had both dudes in the starting lineup. And then and then to win it. The night that I won it, uh, the dude that was followed, that was behind me had T.Y. Hilton playing the Jets. This is Andrew Luck was still the quarterback. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking about T.Y. was running across the field by himself most of the game. The Colts blew the Jets out, and he was slowly walking me down with T.Y. Hilton. And then the last drive of the game, the Colts sat T.Y. Hilton. Oh, man. Yes. So that's, that's how I played money out. for you. That was a very nerve-wracking situation. All right, Baltimore Ravens, Tennessee Titan, big time AFC Slugfest right here. Tennessee not looking the best right now. Baltimore look not looking the best right now. But these two teams are battling Baltimore this week. That Ravens running back situation is always tough. The man, the Ravens offense is always tough. And mm-hmm. then Tennessee, I feel like they need to get, they need to get going too. Number one,
0: let's stick with Baltimore. Lamar Jackson had a good game last week. Hopefully that's the uh, start of some better things to come. And I I can't play any Ravens running backs. And I love J.K. Dobbins. As long as there's three guys back there, there's nobody I can start with any kind of confidence this week. And it's not even about the matchup either. Just those guys don't touch the ball enough to really warrant being in starting lineups, honestly. So uh, Dobbins, Ingram, Gus, the bus, all out for me. Hollywood Brown, like... They're trying to get him the football. Maybe there'll be a few more targets this week because Tennessee's not good against wide receivers, but how can you trust him? Mark Andrews, you know, with, with Boyle out, he could potentially see more targets. So Andrews is clearly uh, an obvious start. And then on the Tennessee side, like, right when we were all, and I've been praising Ryan Tannehill for a long, long time. He's been very good. He's had three or four kind of ad games in a row. Uh, Mm -hmm. Last week against the Colts, whose defense is very good, Tannehill was an absolute dud. And quarterbacks are averaging barely 17 points per game against Baltimore at M&T Bank Stadium. So Tannehill in traditional redrafts is a fade for me. You're playing Derrick Henry. That's obvious. You're playing A.J. Brown, although the matchup's not right. But Corey Davis, who had been, you know, under the radar kind of decent, reliable, you know, double-digit points just about every single week, Uh I don't like him this week uh, against Baltimore. They've given up just two touchdowns, uh, and receivers lined out wide have averaged the second fewest points. So I'm going to fade Davis. And then Jonu Smith. Really, Jonu Smith, two games ago, had two targets, both in the fourth quarter. One of them was a touchdown, saved your bacon. Last week, the targets went up, but he basically saved your season or at least saved your week with a rushing touchdown, which typically does not happen for a tight end. So uh, I'm not big on Jonu this week, and the matchup's not great either.
1: Now, it's tough outside of Derrick Henry and uh, AJ Brown. It's pretty tough for the Titans. And those are two guys that you got to start. But, you know, this is, this is, this is, uh, should be a slugfest. And Lamar can't turn the football over if Baltimore is going to be successful and the rest of that offense is going to be successful as well. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be interesting to see. They may run the ball well as a team, but for fantasy purposes, this probably is going to be a better football game. It's not much fantasy fireworks I don't see happening in this one right here. Philadelphia and Cleveland. Caution, Wentz got to pull it together, but he gets, uh, we should get Jalen Rager back this week. Correct. And Dallas got it too. There are, well, th- those guys were in last week. So he's, yeah. he's basically
0: got his full compliment. Alshon Jeffrey also uh, came back, but he didn't do anything. So, I mean, he's at this he's point. He's not. Just, yeah. He's, he's waiver wire fodder, but here's why I don't like Wentz. Now his numbers have not been good uh, lately. He's failed to score even nine fantasy points in a game since week seven. They did have a buy in there. Now the Browns have been tough on quarterbacks at home. Now part of it's been the weather. They've had two weather games where it's been kind of crappy. Uh, the weather this week they're talking about maybe rain showers, but not a lot of wind. But overall, Cleveland's allowed the seventh or excuse me, the fifth fewest fantasy points uh, to visiting quarterbacks this season. So if you can fade Wentz, I would certainly do that. Miles Sanders is a must start. Uh, I'm a little bit worried about Travis Fulgham. When you're looking at the snaps, and it's basically even between him and Rager right now, and Dallas Goddard's in the mix, and you know Alshon's back, although he didn't do anything last week, they're getting healthier uh, in, in the passing game. And Fulgham had his worst game of the season last week, and I, I'm worried about his reliability uh, rest of season. So I like Dallas Goddard. Uh, the matchup's right. Cleveland's not been great against tight ends this year. Now on the flip side, I, I, I don't trust Baker Mayfield as far as I can throw him. Unless he's playing the Bengals, I'm not starting him. I don't care. Who, I don't care who it is. Okay. Uh, that's just Baker you're playing both backs uh Jarvis Jarvis is probably a low kind of floor flex at best in this one and then Austin Hooper like don't don't get disappointed after what happened last week the weather was bad uh Philadelphia has been generous to tight ends and I think Hooper uh, belongs in fantasy lineups this week
1: yeah, I would agree with you on Austin Hooper. I think this is a good week to get him out there and fire him up. Not the most exciting fantasy game also between these two teams, Um, but I like you know Nick Chubb running, Kareem Hunt running. That's where the Cleveland Browns are going to try to make their bacon at right there. It'll be interesting to see if they'll be able to get that done in those two guys that obviously go inside your lineup. New England Patriots and Houston Texans. This one in Houston, the Texans, almost just about a lost season for them, Mike. And when you look at New England, also a lost season for them. Neither team been very proficient on offense this year, but I still think we start. I think, still think we still know who the starters are for fantasy.
0: Yeah, Cam is a good start this week. I have him in my top 10. I mean, he's had two good games in a row. You know, one of them came against the Jets, but I mean, last week he you know, beat the Ravens. So Texans have given up more rushing yards than any team in the National Football League, and that's where Cam uh, makes his hay. So I'd get him into your lineup uh, unless you have one of those elite top options or maybe a guy like Justin Herbert And in the backfield, Damian Harris, I mean, he's kind of taken over that lead role as the ball carrier. Now, if if we see negative game script, then he's going to be in trouble because he doesn't do anything as a pass catcher at all. But I think this will be a close game. Uh, So Harris is a guy who's had three 100-yard performances on the ground, and I think he's a very good flex play. And then Rex Burkhead has been sneaky good. James White's not even rosterable anymore, folks. He's not. Um, Tough season for James. But I feel like the Patriots have decided that it's Harrison Burkhead now in that backfield. And that's how they're going to win games with Cam Newton under center. So uh, Burkhead's a sneaky play this week, maybe in DFS, maybe you flex him. Uh, Jacoby Myers has the highest target share of any wide receiver in the National Football League the last two weeks. Jacoby freaking Myers. Okay. It's crazy. So he's based on volume. I'm he's a flex starter. And by the way, he throws a nice pass too. Tim Tebow. Never threw a ball that good um, on the other side. I feel like it's it's basically a chalk game, right? I mean, Watson, you could play. Uh, you're gonna play. You're gonna play Fuller. Although if Stephon Gilmore is back this week, that could maybe make him less attractive. Uh, Brandon Cooks in a revenge game. You can get him into your lineup. Now the running back situation. Duke Johnson missed practice on Wednesday, but apparently it's an illness, so he should be back, and it's not COVID related. So the volume should be there, but you know, you never know what you're gonna get with Duke, man. I mean, he couldn't do it last week against the Browns in a revenge game, so. I don't know if he's going to do it this week, so he's kind of a volume-based flex starter. And if Duke misses more practice, which is not expected, but if he does, CJ ProSize might
1: be back in our lives, Corey. Yeah, and it's, it's so and we're not playing two-hand touch. <laughs> so if we're not playing two-hand touch, no. I would not. I would not. I'd be very. I'd be very worried. If I had to throw CJ ProSize out there. Are, are you telling me that
0: he's not durable?
1: <laughs> if he gets tackled, Mike, it could yeah. be over. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> if he hits the floor, he might be laboring to get up. So yeah. you know how that goes with CJ oh um, I had skipped this one. I'm going to circle back. Washington and Cincinnati, Alex Smith uh, running out there for, for D.C. At times last week, I was nervous for Alex Smith, but he mm-hmm. was able to move them, get Washington back in the football game. Gibson ran well. We know how much. Terry McLaurin is becoming an absolute star. In Cincinnati, you know, it's, it's, it's Burrow, it's Higgins, and listen, that young football team was interesting. Is Joe Mixon still a thing? I don't know. Like, why didn't they put him on injured reserve? Like, I feel like the
0: Bengals didn't think this was as serious an injury as it's become. Yeah. So he's day-to-day. Like, I don't know. So if Mixon's a go, you start him. If Geo's a go, I think he's a flex option this week. He didn't have much last week, but of course that was against the Steelers. Uh, Washington's defense is good, not as good as Pittsburgh's, but so Geo would be the guy if Mixon can't go again. Uh, I don't like Burrow this week. Washington's been tough on quarterbacks on their home field. So Burrow's more of a two QB guy this week for me. Uh, I'm playing T Higgins, who's been just phenomenal. Boy, he's got a bright future in this league. Uh, you've got, of course, Tyler Boyd is Mr. Consistency. You could start him this week as well. You know, A.J. Green's sort of back off the radar after being back on it for a couple of weeks. Now uh, sort of falling out of favor again. Uh, I've seen him drop in some leagues. Now on the flip side, I think Alex Smith is a nice DFS play, and if you're in a two QB league, he threw for 390 last week. I mean, he threw yeah. it 55 times. But Cincinnati's not good against quarterbacks. And then Antonio Gibson and J D. McKissick are both startable. And as you mentioned, McLaurin is just a must start at this point. I mean, it's not even worth talking about him. Uh, but Logan Thomas is interesting.
1: People he is. are hurting
0: at tight end, man. I mean, he's he's had double digit targets uh, combined over the last couple of games. So. He could be a, a player that using DFS uh, or certainly in redrafts there. If you're hurting and a lot of people are hurting at tight end.
1: I see right now that we have no total or no money line for the next game. So I'm trying to, I don't know what this is about the Detroit Lions and the Carolina Panthers. They take it because down. of Teddy
0: Bridgewater, maybe, or maybe not
1: playing. I'm not sure. Okay. That, that, that That's probably what it is. Panthers are a point and a half favorite to the Detroit lions, man, man, this, see this thing with Detroit, like, I think we're very optimistic if you are DeAndre Swift on. I've seen some cats uh, on Twitter this week saying uh, Swift is going to be a league winner. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, I could I'd see it. it. But now Patricia Mike is a scary guy. You, I, I don't trust him. No, I don't either. Swift is my start of the week. After okay. what he did,
0: he had 43 snaps, 21 touches, a 47% touch share. And Carry Johnson and Adrian Peterson were both very distant seconds and thirds in, in, in those categories. Does that mean that Patricia's not going to go back to Peterson? I don't know. I mean, are the Lions smart? Well, they're the Lions, so maybe they don't ride Swift. But if they're smart, they will because he's clearly the best back they have by a country mile, right? So uh, the matchup's right. The Panthers have given up the fourth most points to running backs. Six different backs have had 22-plus against them. So Swift, is uh, he's in my top five running backs this week. I mean, maybe I'm going a little crazy, but the matchup's good, and I love the volume from last week. But you're right. You never know with this team. Uh, the Carolina situation; it all hangs on Teddy Bridgewater. If he plays, you could play DJ Moore with a little more confidence. Of course, you could play Curtis Samuel with more confidence. You can play Robbie Anderson. With, if it's PJ Walker back there, I mean, he'll be fun to watch. You know, former XFL player. I don't know. I don't know how much I trust. Fun him. Fun for who, Mike? <laughs> I, I mean, right, exactly. Maybe fun for the Lions' defense. I'm not sure. Uh, Stafford's also banged up. He's got a he's got a, a injured hand, but. Kenny Galladay might be back this week, and that's good news for Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford impressed me last week. Uh, a very strong game, his best game by a mile without Kenny Galladay. And when you're looking at the rest of the Lions, I mean, T.J. Hawkinson's a guy you got to play, even though he had a stinker last week. But if, if K.G. is back, then Marvin Jones is a little bit more of a fade for me, uh, not as attractive a starter as he would be if you were the number one guy. So make sure you're keeping tabs on the status of Kenny Galladay here uh, over the next couple of days.
1: Miami Dolphins bring a five-game winning streak to Denver to take on the Broncos this week. Tua's getting it done. Put, put it like this: I don't really see like these fantasy pieces that that pop here and there. They're mm-hmm. just a good football team.
0: Yeah, they are, man. They they were they were my uh, my lack of a preseason sleeper playoff team, and it looks like they're heading in that direction right now. I mean, between them and Buffalo and the AFC East, uh, both teams playing very well at a high level. Uh, Tua, I like this week, too. Denver's really struggled against quarterbacks. So if if your quarterback is on a bye or maybe you were rolling with Drew Brees and you couldn't get Jameis, uh, well, then Tua uh, certainly in the mix there. Devontae Parker's a good play this week. Uh, Jakeen Grant, who we talked about last week as a sort of under-the-radar sleeper guy without Preston Williams in the mix. And then I just love saying this guy's name. Savan Ahmed. I love it, man. I was saying it wrong. I said Ahmed, but it's – you got to get the ak in there. Like, Akbar, I could my guy. So Savan Ahmed, if Matt Breida can't go again, he's in play as a as a flex starter this week, no doubt about that. Now on the Denver side, you got a lot of question marks because Drew Locke's all kinds of banged up, so it could be Brett Ripon this week, which is not good. And so Jerry Judy could be a fade. Uh, Dolphins defense is very underrated, very tough, up and coming. Xavier Howard's playing at a very high level, so there's not maybe a whole lot to like there in Denver. The backfield is a mess, dude. Like. Gordon came back and ended up having, like, a featured role last week, but he did nothing. And I also worry that maybe game script's not going to be in Denver's favor this week, and they're going to have to throw in the second half. So I don't love Gordon this week, and I, I certainly I certainly am not starting Philip Lindsay. I think you're probably playing Fan. You're probably playing Judy, but I would beware. I temper expectations. Uh, very interested to see if K.J. Hamler gets another double-digit target game, too, because uh, he's sort of been – on the radar in that passing game over the last couple of weeks. But again, the matchup's just not good. I love the Dolphins defense this week. Love it.
1: Yeah, no, I think the Dolphins defense, solid play, even on, on the road this week, going out to Denver. When you when you come back, when well, you stay out west, excuse me, you got a team from out east going to the west, the New York Jets tangling with the with the with the Chargers of Los Angeles. Obviously, Justin Herberts must go. Is we going to get Austin Eckler back this week, Mike? Because I listen, this this is week eleven. This it's only three more weeks of the regular fantasy I mean, football season, and I no. need Austin Eckler to kind of push me to where I need to be. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I don't know. I think you might. I, I think you might
0: be in a better spot getting him back for maybe the week before the fantasy playoffs. I, I don't. I haven't heard anything about him coming back this week. So, so I'm gonna have to make. I'm gonna have to make the playoffs without him. Dude, I It's gonna to be tough. I, I have I have Austin in a few leagues. One of the leagues I've been actually doing all right, which is the the King Classic, but then in the Flex League and Sealy's league, I had Eckler and Justin Jackson, and I have nothing. Like that league is so deep. I mean, it's impossible to get anybody off the waiver wire. So uh and Eckler's heard a lot of folks out there. Uh he did post on his social media, hey, if you if you kept me, I'm coming back, but we're not sure when. I texted him, I didn't hear back from him. I know he wasn't gonna tell me anyway, so but um, uh, for this game, I mean Herbert. Let's hope that cut in the hair did not, you know, sap him of his power. <laughs> I mean, right? <laughs> uh, so, um, uh, does does he not look like a 16 year old kid who's using a fake ID to buy beer at the package store? I mean, like, I'm like when I saw when I saw that, that pick, Mike, I was like, Yo, whose child is this? At uh, well, hey, man, he, he's scoring 20 plus uh, points. Uh, I'm I'm all in on him. I don't care what he looks like. But yeah. That was pretty funny. I like um, y- y- Kalen Balaj. I mean, I can't believe I'm saying it. Two games in a row. He's been the guy. And so, does playing the Jets? Does that uh, does that mean revenge game? Because like they had him, he failed the physical, and then they jettisoned him. So I don't Adam
1: Gase's everybody. I don't really the, know. the whole league is a revenge game versus Adam. Right.
0: Cases. Exactly. So uh, Keenan Allen will bounce back. I like Hunter Henry this week. I like Mike Williams this week too. The Jets really stink against receivers. Lined out wide, especially on the road. So uh I think Mike Williams is a sneaky play in DFS this week. Uh get him into your redraft lineups if you need a flex starter. On the Jets side, Joe Flacco coming off a 20 point performance. Mm, yeah, no, I'm not starting him, but you nobody know, about to say Mike, don't do that. I'm not starting him. I'm kidding. Jamison Crowder has been sneaky, reliable when he's been out there. So I play him. I, I don't I don't think I can have a lot of trust in Mims or Perriman. But I will say, I will say this: I am interested to see if Adam Gase is good at his word, and I don't know if he's going to be. But he did say that Michael P Ryan is going to end up being more of a featured back rest of the season, so they could see what they got. I don't know if that matters because Gase ain't going to be there next year, so he ain't got nothing. Regardless, but am I playing P Ryan? I mean, in a pinch as a flex, if I'm desperate, maybe. But I always question anything Adam Gay says. And you know he's got this really weird infatuation with uh Frank Gore there. So
1: uh but P Ryan is a player to watch this week, not necessarily start. Green Bay Packers, Indianapolis Colts. That Colt defense stepping up big. Uh they get a challenge this week coming from Aaron Rodgers and in, in, in the crew. Rodgers and the boys, it's gonna be tough going in Indy. I'm it telling is, people man. It's, it's, it's gonna be tough. I just don't think Green Bay is going to walk in there and let up the scoreboard, Mike.
0: Uh-huh. I would agree with you. I don't think this is a uh a must-start spot for Aaron Rodgers. Like he's been great. But if you have Justin Herbert, and remember, Rodgers did not get drafted until late. So a lot of people out there have two really good quarterbacks, one of them being Rodgers. I can see benching Rodgers this week without question. You know, if you've got hell I might play Jameis over him if Jameis gets named the starter in New Orleans, uh, because the matchup is just tremendous. But uh Aaron Jones is is not a great play this week either. I mean, you're starting him. That's obvious. But, I mean, the Colts' defense is nasty good against the run. I mean, it really is. Uh, Darius Leonard's one of the best middle linebackers in the National Football League. That guy is just tremendous. So, uh, what I would would suggest is, you know, err on the side of caution. If you've got a replacement at quarterback for Rodgers, don't be afraid to bench him this week. You're playing Aaron Jones. Devontae's a must start. Uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, I would fade this week against this defense. Alan Lazard's been taken off injured reserve. Maybe we get him back. The matchup's not right. Uh, I don't want Robert Tunyon. It's no Funyan playing him unless his name is Tanyan. We've learned that over the last couple of weeks. Matchup's not great. Now, on the Colts side, I don't know who to play from that backfield. I have Naheem Hines in Stardom and him. Hines, over beat the
1: me la- last week in, oh. my, in my home league. Hines single handedly. Oh, over the last, me. yeah, over the last three
0: games for the Colts, Hines leads Wilkins and Taylor in snaps played, but Wilkins has a higher touch share at 25.3. And Taylor, who we all loved, is third in points at 6.7. So, I mean, I don't know. I'm throwing a dart here with Hines, but I guess you could start Wilkins. I guess you could start Taylor. But we really don't know, folks. And that's unfortunate because we've got a few situations around the National Football League like that. The only wide receiver you can play in Indianapolis at this point is Michael Pittman. And if Jair Alexander comes back from the concussion, he missed time last week, He he wasn't active. Uh, if he comes back, I mean, that's a tougher matchup for Pittman, so, so beware. There may not be a whole lot of fantasy points in this game when all is said and done because the Colts' defense is very good, and truly Indianapolis's offense is very hard to sort of pinpoint one or two guys that you can trust on a week-to-week basis.
1: Yeah, no doubt. I, I agree with you on that. They kind of take the air out of football. They get you to play their game, and the next thing you know, you're trying to figure out why you can't get up and down the field, That's and they're right. kicking the field goal to win the game. They, they are. They, they do a, a very good job defensively. Like you mentioned, uh, Darius Leonard is definitely a a, a a hell of a ball player. Dallas Cowboys travel to Minnesota, Mike, to take on the Vikings. Oh boy, oh man, it's tough. I, I, right. I get it, but there's some love for guys like Amari Cooper out there. Zeke, you probably still got to play him. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Obviously. On the other side of the football, Dalvin Cook, Adam, Th- fire it up. You already know it's the Cowboy defense. Yeah, they did look exactly. better last week. I mean, yeah, two weeks I, ago. They did. They did
0: play better a couple of weeks ago. Um, But, yeah, it's still the Cowboys road game uh, coming off a bye. Uh, I think Justin Jefferson's obviously a start. Thielen's obviously a start. Dalvin, duh, obviously a start. Uh, I think you can play Kirk Cousins this week. Although, the, the issue with Cousins is there's been games where he's had really good matchups, and Dalvin's just gone bananas and – it's completely take taken away the passing game in the second half. Like uh, you you have to hope that, you know, cousins has maybe a couple of touchdown passes in the first half and then you're good to go uh, smooth sailing the rest of the game. But I do like Amari this week. I I, I mean, Andy Dalton's back. I mean, it's an upgrade over, you know, Gilbert grape and Danucci. Right. So, yeah. Uh, I, at least I hope so, Corey. Jeez Louise. But uh, game <laughs> script could be in the Cowboys' Never favor. Uh, yeah. The Vikings have struggled against receivers lined out wide. They've given up the sixth most points to that position. So I like Amari. I think he can flex CD Lamb this week. Michael Gallup is on the outside looking in. Uh, and even Dalton Schultz, like the targets have been there for him. you know. And, and that's been when the Cowboys had the two you know, crappy quarterbacks under center and they're looking for security blankets. And maybe that won't be the case with Andy Dalton. But at least Probably Schultz will Steve. At least Schultz is seeing targets. So, I mean, you could play him. Minnesota's been pretty tough. I think they've only given up three touchdowns to tight ends all season long. And Jimmy Graham didn't do jack against him last week. But uh, for those who are desperate, maybe if you're in any SPN league and you couldn't get Taysom Hill to play tight end, which still sounds so crazy, uh, Schultz could be uh, in your future off of the waiver wire. And then you mentioned it with Zeke. Got to play him. I mean, you got to just play him and cross your fingers. Can you play Tony Pollard? I can't. Not yet. Not yet. Uh, there will be. there. The thing that sucks about this situation, and I've been saying it for a, like a week and a half now, two weeks. I think Pollard's going to finish the season as the Cowboys starting running back. But as long as the Cowboys are still in the mix for the division, Jerry Jones and Steven and their stubbornness are going to keep running. The Cowboys think, guys, they're not going anywhere. Whoever wins that division might win six or seven games, shouldn't even be allowed to go to the playoffs for crying out loud. The Cowboys are going nowhere, man. Uh, to me, if they're out of it, I could see Tony Pollard being the guy in the last like three or four weeks of the season, but we'll find out.
1: Yeah, interesting. Uh, something to definitely keep an eye on. Kansas City Chiefs, Las Vegas Raiders in Las Vegas. Chiefs laying eight in this one on the road. I think the Raiders are looking at that like, well, I, probably, the Raiders are probably looking at the point spread. But if somebody was to tell them, I would think they would be motivated behind that. Um, Listen, Josh Jacobs in the gang, you know what I'm saying? They're running. Listen, they're playing Raider football, but mm-hmm. this may be a tough battle for them. Tough hill to climb again. But when you look at Kansas City, it's just two years in a row, Mike, where there's no fantasy relevant Andy Reid running back. <laughs> it's so
0: hard, man. Because the matchup's so good. And like, if you've got the glide, you gotta play him. I mean, the Raiders are not good against the run. You gotta play him. But really, I mean, he's done very little since Le'Veon Bell was acquired. And that that whole move, like, I didn't love it when it happened, obviously. It's been worse than I thought. It really, it really has. has been. I mean, the glide's actually seeing far more snaps, but the touches are a lot closer, and neither one of these guys has done anything. So you still got to play them. You're starting your obvious Chiefs this week. Uh, you know, McCall Hardman could be in the mix, too, there if you need a flex starter this week. For the Raiders, and also keep in mind, the Raiders, like, whole defense is on the COVID list right now. And I don't know what's going to happen if one guy c- turns up positive, because that could be a nightmare. Yep. And I, I'm wondering if the NFL might move that game out of Sunday night because what happens if the worst-case scenario occurs? So I'm not sure, but keep tabs on that. For the Raiders, though, I guess you could play Aguilar, who had a, who had a decent game against them earlier in the season. Um, Henry Ruggs, I, I I don't trust, even though he had a touchdown.
1: Nah, had over 100 yards
0: winning. in that surprising win yeah, against, the, against the Chiefs at Arrowhead. Uh, Darren Waller, the baller's obvious play. Uh, Jacobs is an obvious play. Devontae Booker has been good two straight weeks in a row. Maybe you don't start him, but you could pick him up, especially, uh, if Jacobs is on your roster, but a lot, a lot of what happens
1: in this game, Corey is going
0: to have to do with what's going
1: on with the COVID situation with the Raiders defensive players. Agree with you 100%. That's situation to keep an eye on. And the way you keep an eye on that is keep it locked right here to sifantasy.com. Don't forget, Michael Fabiano star out right now and will be updated throughout the course of the weekend, along with the rankings and the projections and everything else that you need to get ready for week number 11. Michael, I didn't mean to call you Michael like that. That's, a, that's Mike- all
0: good, man. That's my, that's, <laughs> that, that's my government name, Michael. It's all good. We
1: got three weeks before the three Sundays before the fantasy football playoffs start. It's really Amazing. time to. Yep. for the rubber to meet the for the rubber to meet the road right now.
0: Yep, yeah, it is. It is, folks, and it's been a rough road. It, it really has. I mean, this season's been uh, the most difficult I can remember. Not only dealing with the injuries and the COVID and the schedule changes and whatever the case may be. I mean, you know, missing out on on players because they had close contact. We've seen that with like the Niners, we saw it with the Packers, uh, running backs. It's been an interesting, interesting and difficult season, so Uh, Anybody out there who's doing well in their leagues, and I'm sure a lot of you are, pat yourself on the back and uh, get yourself ready for the playoffs. And one little bit of advice, make sure you handcuff those running backs, folks. Honest to God, if you've got Jacobs, pick up Booker. If you've got Zeke, pick up Pollard. It doesn't matter. If you've got Gurley, pick up Brian Hill. One injury can break your back, and you can can help sort of ride the wave there uh, by handcuffing these backs. Do it now.
1: Yeah, no doubt. Now is the time to start... You see, I think, Mike, I think it comes to a, a point in the fantasy season where you're, you're experimenting with pieces. You're going to the way, let me see if this guy fits. Let me see what this guy can do. Let me see what this guy can do. I think when we get to this point of the to, to, of the calendar fantasy-wise right here, it's time to start getting your roster ready for a warrant run. Yep. So a lot of that dead weight on your bench, get mm-hmm. rid of it and get your yep. handcuffs and get the guys that you need for your team.
0: And if your trade deadline uh, has not passed yet, there's no reason, like, if you have Lamar Jackson and Justin Herbert, why? You could yep. only play one, trade one away. I mean, tight end right now. I, I made a I made a couple of leagues. I had some depth at tight end. In one league, I had Dallas Goddard and Hunter Henry. Other people are desperate, desperate for tight ends. So I flipped Goddard and got back Justin Jefferson. Like, if you have depth anywhere, trade it, okay? Now, don't, don't make yourself so thin that if an injury occurs, you're in trouble. But I would say this most of the bye weeks have already passed, Corey, right? So if you've got depth at running back and say you've got Dalvin, but you've got Alexander Madison and you've got uh, maybe a player like Jacobs, but you've got Devontae Booker, or you've got a top back like Aaron Jones and you've got his handcuff, you don't necessarily need to have depth because if one of those guys go down, you're covered, right? So it's all about the starting lineup right now. You want to keep a little bit of depth because of COVID and all the injuries, you know, and all that kind of thing. But, Uh, For the most part, you want to strengthen that starting lineup starting very,
1: very soon. Yeah, no doubt. So you can get ready to hopefully hop into the fantasy football playoffs and give yourself a good chance to get the W. For my guy, Michael Fabiano, I'm Corey Parson, the fantasy executive. This is the SI Fantasy Podcast brought to you by DraftKings. Don't forget, SI Fantasy Plus is where championships are won.